Threads is basically Twitter for the billions of users that churned from Twitter, right? Twitter has, I don't know what the number is, 300, 400 million monthly actives, maybe 270 daily actives. And Instagram has like 2 billion monthly actives and over a billion daily actives. So it's about five times bigger. Yeah. So just like the the audience of Twitter, like the the the, the people that Twitter really you know, connects with the most, they're a small percentage of the population. And so I think it's good and bad. Like, I just, I don't think Twitter will die. I want to be pretty clear. Like, Twitter's still probably going to be bigger in a year from now than it was today. Just threads will, will probably be bigger than Twitter in a year. All right, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. You've got Trung Fan, Bilal Zaidi. Unfortunately, Jack Butcher couldn't join us this week, but we've got our friend of the pod, Turner Novak. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I wasn't on the pod the first time you were here, but Trung and Rainbow, <laughs> the famous Ever Rainbow dude, Rainbow. was smashing it Gino on it together. Rainbow on TikTok, I think he's got uh, 200 billion followers now, is that right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think every every human on the planet has seen one of his videos at this point. Oh my Incredible. goodness. But Tyler, just before we start recording, we were talking about your branding exercises, because we, we're going to talk about threads today, obviously, we're, we're a few days late on that one, but we're going to do the full breakdown but first, tell us a bit about the branding behind Banana Capital and your newsletter, The Split. We were saying how perfect it is for your brand. So tell us how you came up with that, man. Yeah, I guess the 30-second story. So if you've ever tried to come up with a name for a company, they're all taken. Uh, my genius wife was like, hey, Apple's the most valuable company in the world. What if you go with the fruit? Banana? Oh, no way. That's what, a What's then... the next letter? What is the next letter in the alphabet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that's kind of how we came up with the name. Just because, like, every name's taken. Like, you guys try to think of a name of a podcast. Like, everything's oh, yeah, starting. So your podcast is The Peel. With The Peel, and there are other The Peels. Like, when yeah. I search in Apple, there are multiple. You're aware of this, obviously. Yeah, my, my, my bet was that, you know, I can rise to the top. <laughs> you I, can I, like, I don't know how that works, but I was like, People, right, check I out can... The Peel podcast. Let's get Turner at the top of these search <laughs> results. Yeah, so that's we just so interviewed. Sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the podcast. We just uh, interview founders of companies. It's like startups, public companies. Just you know, talk about what they what they're working on, the insights. Like talk about their market, the industry, founding story. Uh, just try to go really deep, real examples. Um, so, and uh, the newsletter too. I think you mentioned the split. It's all these banana names. So incredible. This, try to <laughs> you know play off each other. Some well, brand and agency would have charged five hundred grand for that <laughs> spiel there. So I feel like you've just helped a lot of people, man. Just. Who's who's got what? What comes after B? So C, what's gonna come? Someone's gonna be in a Cherry, coconut man. coconut capital. It's got some alliteration. Coconut in it. capital. Whoa, coconut like capital is not bad. That's well, not the other that thing bad, right. uh, I know. Remember what Turner did was he got the emoji because I know that uh, you're also you're also forward thinking, right? You're very active on social. You need the, the emoji. Banana That's emoji. Smart. The banana emoji is everywhere. Yeah, which. It was kind of an accident that it became a big thing. It was again, I was like, ah, oh, there's an emoji, like that works. And it, it works too well. So, well, for the listeners uh, that aren't watching this video, you're unfortunately missing the fact that it looks like Turner has a $50,000 gold plated banana gold behind banana. him. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple other things. I need to, I need to swap some things out. That's part of the, the thing with the podcast is you like switch up the background a little bit. I haven't done that yet, but I need to. I think I saw what you got, man. You got the minimalism, a couple of books on the uh, on your right side there. But uh, yeah, board yeah, games ready. too. Board games, solid. I'm ready for us to cook, man. Bilal, what's uh? Yeah, so I mean, Turner, you wrote this beautiful piece in your newsletter about threads. So we were just going to turn it over to you and let you, let you just cook a little bit and tell us what you think about it. But we're kind of uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. By the time this comes out, it'll be Wednesday morning. So I think the numbers are changing so quickly. Maybe we can just start by setting the stage of what Threads is. Uh, you know, obviously, Zuck's been tweeting out, or sorry, not tweeting out, threading out. Well, what do you even call it, I guess? That's that's the thing they need to work on. It's posts, uh, I think, is what's officially from... The, yeah, that's They're what they said. just going back. All right, they're yeah, posting, so, all right. Yeah, so a, a, a tweet is a post. A, a thread, like multiple posts together, is called a thread. And then a retweet is called a repost. Or no, it's called a rethread. I forget which one. Okay, Confusing, they need a little work. They yeah. need Turner in there on the branding, so we'll we'll get some. Yeah, they need to turn on there. do the branding yeah. on threads. It's called man. a banana peel. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> you slip up because everyone messed up in the comments, and there you go. So yeah, so I mean, the last number I saw was hundred million in was it like three four days? 
uh, they announced, but I don't know if you guys five. have seen five days. Okay, cool. Doesn't so matter. Just yeah. the fastest ever. It doesn't. Yeah, it's the fastest ever of all time. And so the one before this was Chat GPT, which is obviously fairly recently as well. Um, do, do you guys know how many days it took them to get to 100 million? I think it was million? like two or three months. <laughs> yeah, I think it's at about 60 Damn. days. That's pretty insane. Okay. It, it really, it, once once it became a meme, I think, and everyone's posting the screenshots, I think that's really what drove it. And then once you had the YouTube hustlers making content about making money with ChatGPT, I think that was also a pretty big boost. Yeah, it and just like took random, a while. Uh, thin rapper founders that are just trying to throw it down their distribution and name it called Barely AI. Like, that's all just yeah, come on. <laughs> Who would do that? Um, all right, so Turner, uh, so you wrote about the launch of uh, Threads. And for the listeners that aren't familiar with uh, your writing, even prior to the split, what people don't know about Turner, he wrote himself in a venture capital, which is incredible. Like, basically was such a, a good writer and became so well-known for his writing that he was able to break into VC. So with that preamble, could you tell us what so impressed you about Threads to launch and then kind of where you see it going from here? Yeah, well, I, I guess what impressed me about the launch, uh, well, if you kind of think about Facebook, sort of they're known for cloning products and like, you know, killing competitors. They're also known for trying to do these clones that don't work. Like there's probably, they've had a lot of really high profile, successful clones, but they've also had a lot of failures. So again, like a lot of people are a little kind of skeptical about this. They're like, ah, whatever. When you see the uh, the dialogue that's going on on Twitter, those are people that are like, oh, I don't use Instagram. Like Twitter's way better. Why would anyone use threads or this new Twitter clone? Um, but I mean, what they just did really well I think this was pretty ruthless. They basically planted the seeds and they said, Hey, we're going to, we're launching this Twitter competitor. I don't even, I don't really know how they worded it, but they're just like, Hey, we're launching this new product threads. It's, I think the way they described it was like a sanely run version of Twitter. Interesting way to describe it. Uh, and then what they did was they basically went to all these people with really big followings and accounts on Instagram and just said, Hey, we know you, you're probably getting pitched Twitter. Like your PR people are, perceiving all these pitches from Twitter to come and get on. You don't want to grow your audience. You have 50 million followers on Instagram. Why don't we, we're going to build the same thing. We're just going to give you all the same followers. So you basically have all the biggest content creators on Instagram that are incentivized to get people to use threads and get on there because instantly once you sign up for an account, you instantly follow all the same accounts you on Instagram. So it kind of solves this cold start problem for both the content creators and sort of the content consumers. Uh, and so that's been one of the the barriers that Twitter has always ran into. It's just hard to, to use. It's hard to get started as both a consumer and also a creator. And Threads was just like, no, we'll kind of make it all just work right out of the gates. And the, the huge push that they did, tons of press, it just instantly there was, like we just talked about, 100 million people using it within a couple of days. Mostly in places like I think everywhere except for like Europe. So I think it's in like the US, Brazil, India. Those are some of Instagram's largest market. So is again, it even available in Europe yet? I'm not sure. I, it, yeah, it is not. There's, there's not, a, right? Yeah, because of the Digital Markets Act that's come that's out it, later yeah, this year. Yeah, because of Germany like, probably, yeah. Yeah, they're... Uh, in Germany. But anyways, it went blanket anyways, right? But uh, yep. so one basically instant conversion of this massive audience and I mean, you've written about, I probably, I think I learned about interest graph from you. And like, can you talk about the difference between interest graph and follow graph and the, what makes it kind of, uh, this Twitter, why a lot of people actually are power users of Twitter is like, oh, I'm never going to go to Instagram. But like, why is, what is the rationale behind that? Yeah. Well, so I guess kind of thinking about how social media evolved over time, I'm skipping a lot, but let's just say we're familiar with Facebook. You're friends with people. You only see things in this feed that is what your friends are posting. You know, it's work. It works. It's kind of evolved a little bit over time. Facebook kind of started to tweak and doing like recommendations. Same thing with Instagram. Tick, uh, Twitter always was kind of this follower base where you would only see things if you follow them. Uh, what we kind of saw was Facebook and Instagram would slowly weave in things that you weren't necessarily following. And again, that gets you pretty receptive to viewing ads because you're, you know, you don't say what I don't follow this account. I'm getting an like. You're just like, oh, this is like recommended content. Oh, this is kind of cool. I'll buy this thing that showed up on my feed. But I think the beauty of what TikTok did was they kind of just 
completely destroyed the concept of a follower graph. Like followers really mean nothing on TikTok. It essentially represents how many times you've gone viral. Like that's basically what, or the quality of your viral-ness uh, over time. Um, and so with TikTok, like you'll go to someone's account that has 10 million followers and some of their videos get 100,000 views or something. And it's just because the algorithms will prioritize the content that people want to watch. It basically, this isn't quite true, but it essentially prioritizes just like the time that you spend watching the video, because that's the point of these advertising platforms. It's eyeballs, it's monetizing the time spent. And so Twitter kind of actually started to borrow from TikTok quite a bit over the last couple of years. And then quite like even more once after Elon acquired. And if you're a Twitter power user, you probably notice like some of these, the, the, the quality of the content has changed. I'll just say that. Uh, and so I think really what Threads kind of tapped into was um, not necessarily, like it didn't really do anything groundbreaking, right? They literally just said, hey, people are intrigued by Twitter. There's also a lot of people that don't like Twitter. We're going to throw, we're going to take the same sort of like interest-based type of graph, but also combine it with followers a little bit more. Um no, there's a little bit more to it, but that's kind of this whole interest-based thing. It's basically like the the content that the platform thinks that you want to watch based on the other things that you watch. Like that's what it shows you. So followers don't really matter at the end of the day. They do, but they don't. Yeah, Turner, I was going to say, I think with with threads, you're already seeing like you don't even have at the, at the moment an option to see a feed of who you're following. Like when you sign up, yeah. you'll say, oh, I want to follow these people or automatically follow everyone from Instagram. And then when yep. you get to the feed, there's not even like a switch. Like on on both TikTok and Twitter, you now have the for you page on TikTok, and then you have the following tab, which I'm assuming people use less, uh, but still they give you the option. And then similarly on Twitter, the default is the algorithmic mix of what they think you'll like and people you follow. But then you've got the following tab, which I think they kind of added. Maybe that was like a small iteration when Elon came in. Um, but interestingly, with Instagram, they're just saying by default, we're not doing that at the moment. Again, they might add that in the next few months. But that, yeah. I thought that was quite an interesting thing, what you said there, because like you said, they started with the social graph, they've moved to interest graph, and they've kind of set their state now. And they're saying, right, this is what we think is going to be like people. And I, I was thinking a little bit about this because I kind of hate that as a user. But generally Ooh. speaking, what like do you I, hate? I, I hate like them assuming they know better than me in terms of who no, I want to see. Pure algorithmic. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, this is a little philosophical, but it's this weird thing about like what humans are intrinsically going to look at versus like what I'm choosing to, you know, look at myself and the curation of Twitter is what I loved about it. And yeah. so like even on Twitter, a lot of people joke about you'll now see a lot of videos of like fights in the middle of the street or in yeah, Wendy's or something. Jack, Jack's like yeah. every yeah, time I open a, up, it's yeah. a bump fight or a school fight like yeah. top of and the feet. And it's kind of one of those funny things where it's like I is, you know, in a schoolyard, if someone shouts fight, everyone runs over, of course. But at the same time, so I know instinctively I'm going to look at that. Right. Or on Instagram, it might be pretty looking people or something like that. that I'm also not especially trying to follow. Right. So there's a similar thing here where I'm saying on Twitter, I want to read interesting stuff, but like don't show me the stuff that's just viral. But from their point of view, their incentive is to keep you on the platform. So it's interesting yep. to see how that evolves on on threads here. Yeah, because you might follow someone on Twitter because you're like, oh, I'm really deep into digital marketing. This guy, he has like 500 followers on Twitter, but he's just firing off bangers about digital marketing tactics. And I love his stuff. No one else cares. Yeah. He has very yeah. low like view time or watch time or whatever. Yeah but I want to see it, but it's like, it's not going to show up in that algorithmic feed necessarily. So it's definitely one of the downsides. But I think the interesting thing of what happened with sort of all the Facebook products is they really tried to lean into this interest graph, this recommendation based on Instagram and people just hated it. I don't know if you remember this from about a yeah. year ago, there was a delete Instagram sort of, you know, movement going. So I think what this did is I really don't know what direction they're going to go with the threads feed, but it gives them sort of like a start, like a restart on a new social product to be like, hey, this is pure interest based. If you want your friends go back, or if you want your following graph, go back to Instagram. Threads is purely interest based. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but it does allow kind of like a new start with whatever direction they want to take it, which is pretty powerful, I think. And I was Turner, just going to go ahead. Go on, go on. 
Oh, I was okay, just going to say gonna one say... thing to clarify. Sorry, sorry, drunk. Uh, I was just going to clarify one thing between. Uh, I actually love the interest graph on TikTok though, and uh, we've talked about this on the pod before. But because you're looking at one video at a time, you know that that's one of the reasons the algorithm's so good. Versus on Twitter and on Threads, you're looking at three, four things at a time when you're scrolling through. Obviously, they can see did you slow down, did you engage with it, etc. But um, I think that, and even like text versus video, I find there's like a, a nuance there. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think like I used to work with Google, so there was a, a thing where I kind of see similarities with the way OKRs are set at the big companies. And a lot of the time there's like a PM whose objective is to increase this one number, which is just, you know, like, you know, uh, monthly active users, daily active users, or time spent or whatever. Um, but sometimes you can lose sight of like actual true engagement because sometimes you're addicted to the platform watching it, but you might eventually churn because you've now, like I don't use Twitter as much as I used to two years ago, uh, but my numbers might have looked good for a while because I was like, addicted to the stuff they were showing me. Sorry, Tron, go back to what you about to say. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to ask Turner to kind of carry on on what he said about how they have all these different paths now because, listen, this is just a massive co-obsession for me before we go, before we <laughs> jumped on this podcast. I was telling Turner and Bilal, like, I, I can already feel the cognitive dissonance in like, I haven't, so I haven't posted on threads. Like I have just an account from Instagram, but I've had less than five followers. So I never had that advantage where you jump over and you had any followers. And I, I, I'm like, oh, kind of regret not even trying Instagram the last couple of years. But now in my head, I'm fully, we talked about it. I'm like, I'm in the campus. Like, oh, you're going to use Instagram. Like this is never going to work. And then just Turner comes on. Like, yeah, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be bigger than Twitter in about six months and uh so tell me just stop let's not bury the lead man tell us what you think's gonna happen at threads how well it's gonna monetize then i'm gonna throw you some like devil's advocate and i want to see if i can like kind of break your bull case here because I, i've seen you on twitter I've, I, we've chat and the dms and you're so bullish on this right like in terms of how big it can get yeah yeah we can we can definitely talk through bull and bear case I'll, i mean i'll give you just the pure irrational exuberance like the, the bull case so I guess kind of, I guess continuing my thread of like the, it gives uh, Facebook its first true like interest-based product. It also, if you think about the direction that a lot of their social feeds have evolved, they've evolved more towards picture and video. It gives them a chance to say, this is our text-based product. And we're just going to continue turning Instagram into TikTok and Facebook into like the retirement community or whatever. Like thread is like a new start with whatever direction they want to go. So I think it's a pretty powerful tool. And then when I just think of it from a business perspective, you know, you think about how much money does, well, where does Facebook make most of its revenue and its cash flow? If you look at, I think globally, Facebook makes like 30 or $40 per user in revenue. But if you break it down by like country and continent, it's like close to 300 a user in the US and like 10 bucks or something in India or maybe less than that. So places like the US, you know, Western Europe and maybe Australia and Japan, you know, a couple a couple markets is like the majority of Facebook's cash flow. Um, and so when you really look at what does Twitter make per user in some of these developed markets and what does Facebook's business model make, like their advertising product and advertising platform, Facebook, uh, I don't actually have the numbers in front of me, but Facebook probably makes like five to 10 more per user. So if I'm Zuck and I'm saying, huh, this is pretty cool, uh, you know, company you just bought there, Elon, I think I can probably get a lot of the, the same or, you know, adjacent user base and put them on my product that's, and my users are worth way more than yours. So I can spend more, I can put more resources than you can. Um, they'll monetize better. The capital markets will reward me more. So it's a really interesting position, I think, that Elon's in. Um, and I was kind of saying this before we started recording, I really think Threads is basically Twitter for the billions of users that churned from Twitter, right? Twitter has, I don't know what the number is, 300, 400 million monthly actives, maybe 270 daily actives. And Instagram has like 2 billion monthly actives and over a billion daily actives. So it's about five times bigger. Really what Facebook is in the position to do is just to like funnel these Instagram users into like a kind of adjacent product to Twitter and just say, Again, like I kind of referred to earlier, it's like, hey, Twitter's really confusing. If you open it up, I've done this recently with a new account. The first account you follow is Elon Musk. And then there's a couple other people that get prioritized. Like, 
just it's really confusing you open the feed it doesn't make any sense like let's just get you your same instagram graph and put it in the threads like it's very easy to get started for sort of both sides of this marketplace and then also we already have tens of millions of advertisers that essentially have credit cards hooked up to auto pay if we can guarantee them a return on ad spend it's i think that's very very hard to compete with that's, this is that's... Bilal's bread and butter, by the way. So Bilal runs a digital ad agency. Bilal, what are your thoughts on what Turner just said? Yeah, Tad. Tell out. me he's wrong. <laughs> no, no, 100%. It's <laughs> drunk, still coping. No, but, uh, no I, I think 100%. I mean, I've said on the pod many times, if Twitter had the ability to have Facebook stack ads, like, you know, Facebook, Instagram platform ads, it would be like the best, you know, marriage of the two. And now we might be able to have that now. And so, I mean, it's not going to be a little while. I saw uh, our boy Pump posted saying something like, Zuck's going to be salivating, ready to switch on the monetization switch. And Zuck responded saying, we're going to wait till we get to a billion users before we do that. Which could be in like two weeks. Or Which could be, <laughs> exactly, in two weeks. But, um, and then, I'm yeah, done. On the I'm ads... leaving this pod, man. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the ad side, though, I was, I was double checking some of the kind of fine print here because what i don't know if you've ever run ads or any of your stuff turner but very, when very you run small. like facebook ads like there's basically a checkbox which says uh, it used to be called that there's that placement optimizer automatic placement so essentially means there's one ad here's images text now uh, do i want that to show up on these uh you know on the facebook feed or instagram on stories or just check check this box and put it everywhere and just get get me the best users and most people nowadays do run that and really? if that's the case, all they're going to need to do is add in this as an extra form of inventory. And that is a huge, you know, you know, amount of people to monetize and impressions to monetize. Um, that's one side. And then the second part was, I, I saw you mention this in your piece, is, is more like the creator side, right? Like you, you said, like, you've got, I think, 200,000 followers uh, across the internet. And like the dopamine hit you get from, you know, that engagement, Trung knows all about that. But if you were... Uh, just flipping a switch and saying, now I have 100,000, 200,000 on there as well. Like Jack, who does a pod with us, has 500,000 people, I think, following him on Visualized Value. If he quickly built that up, he could, I mean, he doesn't monetize through ads or anything, but he could easily be, you know, doubling the numbers he's, you know, putting out there to people or someone yep. who does that sort of business. So I think there's a really interesting ecosystem there that's just kind of ready to be set on fire. Um, and then, yeah, the ads just work 10 times better on the Facebook platform. So I, I would assume it works works way better. I'm double advocates time. Okay, yeah. you probably saw me. Let's do I it. had three Go. questions for Turner. Go. Right? Blau, thank you for the breakdown on that. All you do is add more to... You made Turner's <laughs> bull keys even more bullish. Do you want me to pop that off even more? Okay, or should I, should no, we stop? Okay. Yeah. Hit <laughs> it one more, it. and then I'm going to ask you three questions, okay? So, okay, go ahead. Bullish... Add bullishness on top of blah because everything that's coming out now it's so logical <laughs> and like the call I'm like the dissonance in my head is extraordinary Emma please continue uh what was the extra bullcase Turner so okay by so, this. so Facebook has disclosed on earnings calls that it's sort of the feed is its bread and butter the feed based monetization it just prints cash stories was always a little bit of a challenge they've kind of figured it out and they've struggled with reels like their TikTok loan. Threads is just a feed. They're basically like, this is going to be like the the quickest and fastest, highest margin revenue we've ever made as a company. And then also all these advancements in generative AI, like blah, when you run campaigns, you got to like tweak things and like, all right, we got, I got to figure out the real, I got to figure out the story. Facebook is going to incorporate generative AI and just be like constantly, like they're going to run thousands of tests on the same ad and just optimize yeah, exactly. the test. They're like, already kind of doing that, but you're right. Like it'll be even more so the case, yeah. Yeah. So again, like if, if we want to top off the bull case, like it's, I think it's like, I don't know how to quantify all the numbers because we really don't know how heavily Facebook will prioritize this, but this is a very high margin, very significant chunk of revenue that they're going to be adding over the next couple of years. Okay. Let me pop, right, that's pop the bull case. Okay. I need to pop this balloon, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Way too. Well, okay. I agree logically with everything that has been said. So I'm going to introduce three things. And I, I'm going to need, I'd love Turner and Bilal to address them. So the, I'll, I'll see you tell before I forget them. Number number one is how much cannibalization might happen where they'll be like, okay, this is actually 
too risky for what we know. Like you said, we have you said bread and you said feed is their bread and butter, but they still have internal monetization yet. They don't know. Well, how much of it is like you know what? We actually know the machine we have. We're not going to mess with it, or let's let's not risk it. The other part is has TikTok actually been neutralized, and is this a distraction? And then the third question is. Turner, you brought it up. We talked about it on this podcast quite a bit. It's like over a billion people have tried and churned from Twitter, like over its entire existence, right? 10 years. They know what Twitter is. They tried and don't like it. What if it is just that text-based is just not a thing? What if yeah. it, the reality is that 500 million people are text-based first? Everybody else wants to get fed, fed this video and image BS. So first one is the cannibalization. <laughs> I don't want to think about that one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really interesting time where uh, you think of the last two years of Facebook. I don't know if we think about just like the COVID years, it was basically low interest rate, crazy stuff. I mean, they were dropping 12 billion, 15 billion a year on the metaverse. Who who even knows what that means? Zero, like really real rates were negative. We think about real interest rates, especially with inflation, like before the Fed got in front of it, I mean, like negative 5% or like whatever the real rates were like extremely low interest rate. Now we're at a point where, I don't know, real rates are a little bit higher. There's probably still around zero, but like the Fed's trying to get us closer to like three, four, 5%, 6%, wherever they end up at. So Facebook's like, all right, interest rates are higher. We're done fucking around. Like this is how we, this, we're going to make money right now. Like we need to write the stock price. And you just kind of think about the mark or the march that Zuckerberg has been on, cutting costs, stopping the metaverse stuff, what's like the highest margin product I can introduce right now. Um, so I don't know. I think there is some cannibalization, but if you think about how you, how most people probably use their phone, they probably use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and some combination or some combination of like, of all those plus Reddit, plus email, plus Twitter, plus some games, plus like a bunch of other products. So I don't know necessarily how much threads is really stealing from Instagram. It's like, it's sort of going to be a different content type and like intent of opening the product in the same way that it's probably a little bit different than Twitter too. Like all these things sort of steal from each other. But again, like, would you rather be Elon sitting there with the smallest of, if you think of all the products that Facebook owns and then the products that Elon owns, he has the smallest one out of all those and growing the slowest, probably. And then Mark can just say, like, all right, this is this is what I want to happen. Like, he has so much ball control here. So I don't know. The cannibalization, I totally get it. But again, it's like once, like Facebook. So when they acquired Instagram, it took about three weeks to incorporate Facebook's ad product in Instagram. I'm just like, they're, they're I don't think it's going to be that difficult for them to monetize threads whenever they want to. So I just, I just don't think, and it's the, the feed, like the feed is their best ad product. And so I don't think they even see this as cannibalization. I think they see this as cannibalizing the stuff they can't monetize on Instagram potentially, but I don't know. Not the answer I was looking for. It's not, <laughs> yeah. I do want to say though, that like it does, that is like a real concern. Like I would definitely think about that from a business perspective, but I also just think it's just such high margin revenue for Facebook. It's like, I would so much prefer this over the metaverse stuff. Like if I'm a, if I'm an investor thinking through this. That's a great point, right? I, I What you introduced that I didn't really think about was like, if you actually look at the company as a company, right? They were so demoralized by the metaverse, all the money spent, all the bad press, all the press about how nothing's happening. And now you get to take super talented people and, and you kind of talked about it before. Not only is it threads versus Twitter, the two a week beforehand, it was this cage match, right? It was like the best PR ever that could have happened for Zuck and, yeah. and, as a rehabilitation story. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, Blah, do you have any thoughts on that before we jumped onto the second a Devil's Advocate? No, not really. Yeah, I think the, the one I want to talk most about was, I think, the third one you said, which was do people just not like Twitter or do they just not like that format? And oh, so let's maybe jump we'll into come that back. right now. Okay. Why don't we do that right now? Okay, yeah, go so ahead. What I was going to say about that is I 100% agree. I think that's the biggest kind of question for Facebook. And I, I guess my kind of TLDR on that is if anyone's going to do it, I think they'll figure it out. But I do think there's, we're all thinking of what Twitter is and them just directly cloning. Cause that's kind of what we're seeing right now. It's actually not even as good in terms of feature set. Like there's a lot of things that Twitter has that, um, you know, threads doesn't have. Um, but 
we're thinking of the original Twitter, which was very text-based, and now we're seeing more, you know, video and images on there. But if, if you think about the sort of content that's coming from Instagram, that's obviously video and image first. So a lot of the the top creators that are just sw- straight away moving over, if you think of like, I think, Turner, you mentioned House of Highlights, you know, these meme pages that are more visual, not just like a, a text-based uh, shit post. Um, that you're, you're, you're getting a bit of both, but I think a lot of those people are just reposting a lot of their old Instagram stuff, which kind of works-ish yep. on there, and it's a lot of visual stuff too. So I think the way we all think of Twitter not being so big on video is because we've posted videos and know it kind of didn't work that great, especially with links and stuff like that. Traditionally, that's kind of changing a little bit. Um, but it might just be that the people that are going on Twitter, on, on threads, because they're used to Instagram and they're coming from there, they're just more primed for images and video. So it could be just it's not a text-based thing that we all thought it would be primarily. I mean, I think it primarily will be text, but there might be a higher proportion of images and video that is also prioritized on that platform. So that that might be enough, but I I think there's the 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 fair side is where you know in the last like six to twelve months there's been these protests, uh, people protesting and saying I'm getting off Twitter, and now I've seen some of those same people saying I'm on Threads, like you know it's going to be that different, and that will be interesting. My general philosophy on that is mostly like the utility is really what matters, not like a protest. Like you're not really going to stay around on Threads because you hate Elon Musk. You're gonna stay on there because there's good content that you like engaging with. So I, I don't think that's enough, though I think it's smart that they've kind of positioned themselves, like Zuck is saying, this is a safe place for everyone and all that sort of stuff. Again, so time will tell. The only way you can actually make something like that work is how good the filtering and the spam uh, stuff is and the regulation on there, basically. So um, yeah. so yeah, that's kind of how I feel, but we're curious to hear what you guys think on that. I mean, I think it's a, it's been a masterful kind of PR and comms performance from Meta. I mean, really, if you think about it, I don't know how many employees Twitter has, but I I know at one point, like five years ago, Facebook had over a thousand people on its comms team. It probably has grown since then. I would wager Facebook has more people on its PR and comms team than Twitter has total (laughs) employees. That's probably true, yeah. We should think about that as as we perceive what Facebook's doing. The other interesting thing, I mean, they're really smart about this stuff. The day, no one really remembers this, but the day that TikTok launched its self-serve ad platform, which was probably the biggest threat to Facebook like ever in the history of the company, was the day the TikTok ban rhetoric like started to pick up. It was oh, like they just seeded it. They just launched it. Go to the post. Go to the times here. We have yeah. pre-written everything. Nick Clegg will talk to anybody. He's the government, uh, head of government for them. Yeah, I remember I remember reading like, holy shit, TikTok, because I was kind of following, they were doing the beta. I was like, man, this is going to be huge when it launched. The day that the headline hit that it launched was all this TikTok ban stuff. And I was like, wow, that is savage. Snuffed it up. Wonder yeah. where that came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it, it can't be a coincidence. But like, it's just, it's smart comms from, from Meta. Um, I don't think, so yeah, I guess continuing on the, the whole, like what people really want, if you think about, Instagram. Do you read the captions on a lot of the posts? Not that much. No. I mean, eventually, like if I'm really engaged, I would go back down, but it's kind of like the headline. I'm, it's the equivalent of the headline is image. So I'm just scanning through. And then if I'm really interested, I might read the caption. Yeah. And and are there a lot of content on your Instagram feed where there's like text in the image or text in the video? Like like screenshots from Twitter. Like we, I think you mentioned that in your piece as well, right? Just, yeah. yeah. So like, I actually think text is kind of a component of Instagram. Like it's not, but it sort of is. Yeah. Like I think, but I think that- Especially uh, with all the annotation stuff they've added, like with stories, even like the amount of stuff people add their own text and, and yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. But I think if you just think about like, what who's the audience for Twitter? This primarily text-based reading, consuming knowledge, getting smarter. It's a small percentage of the population versus the vast majority of people that open up Instagram. They are not a podcaster, a digital ad agency owner, like somebody who writes a newsletter, somebody who hosts a, like a podcast or like writes online. It's like a nurse, a teacher, someone who works for DoorDash. Um, they're they're like if you if you think about like what are the most consumed podcasts? It's like true crime. And like like fantasy football or like famous celebrities just talking, 
These, comedy, these are, they love comedy on uh, the on podcasts. It's yeah, easy man. Blah blah. Yeah. But yeah, Not out completely. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, so just like the the audience of Twitter, like the 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 people that Twitter really you know connects with the most, they're a small percentage of the population, and so I think it, it's good and bad. Like I just, I don't think Twitter will die. I want to be pretty clear. Like Twitter is still probably going to be bigger in a year from now than it was today. Just threads will will probably be bigger than Twitter in a year, mm. um, but it's a totally different audience and mindset on both. And yeah. some people will use both of them. But that's, if you a, think about, I think like, that's a good summary for sure, man. Yeah, like, like I, everyone's like, which one's bigger? One's going to get killed, and it's like, no, most of the time, both like Snapchat is still around and thriving yeah, it's, with. It's like younger, twice as big as when yeah. Facebook copied oh, actually, stories. Turner's a huge yeah. like Turner has studied uh, Snap a ton. Yeah, so I remember Turner, reading actually, some you, of that stuff. Yeah, you probably read Turner stuff. It's gone super viral. It's like. Turner, can you actually give a perception of, because one of the things people all say about this move that Zuck's doing is like, you know, IG cut off Snap's growth and her reels cut off TikTok's potential growth. But it's like, yep. those things are still in their lane. Just yep. yeah. that growth has been ring fenced. That's literally what's probably going to happen at Twitter with threads. It's like, can you talk through that Snap case study actually? Because that's, that's super interesting because like you said, that audience has actually grown there. Yeah, well, I guess if you kind of think about it, um, I use the Kardashians as an example where, you know, they were pretty big on Snapchat. Like they got a couple million people that were watching all their stories. And when Zuck rolls out stories on Instagram, they're like, hey, you got like a hundred million or whatever the number is on Instagram. Quit messing around with Snapchat. Like just post on Instagram. You'll get like a five times bigger audience. And it's like, it's a no brainer for them. But then also when you think about like the next iteration with TikTok, which where this interest graph comes into play and followers don't matter, your audience on TikTok then becomes, instead of the 100 million that follow you, it's the billion people on the app. So I don't know why the Kardashians never really adopted TikTok, but for a lot of creators, it was like, oh my God, like if I make a TikTok, like some of those things get a billion views. Like I'm pretty sure there's TikToks that have over 1 billion, like people have seen them, which is insane. So um, I think that's kind of where Snap kind of messed up. They keep they kept it too close. They've since opened it up a little bit. They're, they've recovered from that, but it totally kneecapped them. And it was the same thing that Instagram did with TikTok with Reels, where it's like, hey, just post on Reels. Reels is kind of this open thing. Anyone can view it. I think they probably have had challenges. I think that's where the cannibalization has really come into play of like, how do we, how do we think about monetization within Instagram? But threads is just like whole new, like they're probably, I think Reddit's probably the most screwed from this or like there's probably, Twitter's obviously going to get hit, but there's other products that are going to, you know, suffer from threads or they're going to lose time to threads. Why Tyler, Reddit? I... Because of the oh, text-based, oh, sorry, I just want to see, uh, yeah, yeah. talk through the Reddit one a bit. Yeah, I don't actually know if this is true. I haven't seen any data yet, but I would just kind of assume that, you know, if you're, if you're looking for kind of like your text-based news, like I want to kind of read and catch up, except the interesting thing, Reddit has a lot of desktop usage and Threads doesn't have a desktop product yet. And again, same with Twitter. Like a lot of the Twitter power users, people are not churning out Threads about like all the new uh, AI products on their phone, on Twitter. They yeah, are, yeah. They're desktop. Like that is where the power creators for anything text-based is on desktop really. Um, so... Again, it's like I, where I kind of always come back to this. Like, I just think they're they're different products, and they will hit different audiences. Um, but again, if you're if you're an advertiser and you're just like, all right, I want to reach an audience, and you you don't understand this, like you're just you know you're just like a you're sixty years old, you're the CMO of McDonald's, and you're just like, oh, Threads, this looks cool. Like, we'll spend eight billion dollars on Threads this year. Like, we won't <laughs> use Twitter. Like, that's exactly. the beauty of what Facebook does like they did that to snapchat they did it they probably did it to tiktok it's the beauty of it though they can be like hey we have three billion unique people that mcdonald's you can reach and doesn't matter that most of them are in india and africa and wherever they like it literally doesn't matter they just say why would you waste time on twitter when you can use facebook's suite of or family of of products is what they call that's it. a great point because because even i think that hits twitter even harder because the perception of twitter has been such you know, it's been in flux for so much in the last year. Um, yeah. And like we, we talked about a new person who's come on board there. I forgot her name, but uh, oh, she Linda comes Yacarina. from- Yeah, she came from that traditional advertiser, I think, no, uh, from TV or something. And yeah. we were saying like what we think she might have to do to get that, that perception changed. And I think something like this just hurts Twitter even more because a lot yeah. of those people, like you said, the people who are making those budget decisions are, you know, they're not like, 
they're reading like 50 different things and trying to make one decision on a budget thing. And yeah. they're literally looking at a spreadsheet that their team has put together and said, ROI here, impressions here. And like, they're just saying, oh, well, Twitter's going to die. because yeah, Twitter doesn't even is... show you your ROI. Like Twitter exactly. has no performance marketing at all. Yeah, like, that's exactly. That's been what it's struggled with like forever. Yeah. Um, I think part of the problem too is just being desktop based. Like it's just so much easier to have that like controlled purchasing environment on mobile and like no one uses Instagram on their desktop. Maybe the people who post and create, but there are so many like professionals, CEOs, executives that have Twitter up on their desktop following the news. Like they react to it throughout the day, like traders, people on Wall Street that manage like billions of dollars. They're not sitting there on their phone. Maybe they are when they're like, you know, doing other stuff, but the, the, the power users of Twitter are using it on desktop. And it's just harder to monetize with direct response advertising, which is like Twitter's issue. Um, and then you come back to, to come back to Reddit too. Like Reddit's trying to ramp up their ad biz. If I'm a marketer, like why am I messing around on Reddit right now? Like if Facebook's like, hey, here's we just doubled our inventory because of threads. Like just use threads still. Like again, it's like I think it's just it's been pretty masterful um, from Facebook how they've kind of rolled all this out. All right, so we've heard enough about the positives. Enough. <laughs> There's a whole series about Twitter. I think uh, I agree with the law once said. And I, and, I, and we also have to, I do I do assign a bit of a probability. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Where they actually just end up doing, rolling it into the Instagram app is like, we, we're we so early into it that we don't even know what kind of yeah. usage is happening. But to Turner's point, it's like they have so many degrees of freedom from here, right? Like the fact that rolling into Instagram is one option and right now it doesn't even look like the most attractive option at all because of how large it's gotten is just speaks to how well the launch has gone. Having said that, and we touched on these points, but I think Twitter literally won't go anywhere in my perception. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago and uh, Adam Mossery, who's the head of Instagram, he's even said, it's like, we're not trying to push news and politics on threads. And it's for a lot of reasons. Those things are what what partially made Twitter so powerful and so influential also makes it an awful place to monetize, right? It's exactly. Like, right? So those and things are kind it of so... Well, no, Facebook kind of beat Twitter a decade ago and they just kind of were like, all right, we beat them. We'll let Twitter exist in whatever dysfunctional state it's in. And that's kind of been like, you think about Twitter stock price over the last decade, like before Elon acquired, like it did nothing. So Facebook like allowed Twitter to exist. Right. They're basically they, like, cool. The hundred would people- have diluted them, right? Because if they had gone so hard into all these other things they've talked about, it just doesn't monetize as well. Yeah. So they're just like, cool, you guys can have Coke can spend $10 million a year to get a billion impressions on the timeline or like whatever, whoever was advertising on Twitter, you guys can have that money. We'll get all the people who actually like want to run real ads. So like you take like digital ads that you can measure and actually like make money from. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Twitter will still exist and I will probably still use Twitter way more than I use Instagram or threads. Again, like me and Trong, like we're we're coping here as like Twitter power users. No, we're like we're like, like we have big like you build a massive audience Twitter. Like, you build a big audience Twitter. Like, yeah. but I, I do want to press hold this point. I, I I think uh, especially Elon, right? Like, and he's already talked about he overpaid Twitter three to four times. He's already oh, said yeah. this publicly, right? Yep. Uh, the reality of even getting that back is probably not the greatest right now. We, we, but to put that aside, it's like, but for him, right? He's got um, many more things going on. I think, I think. It's very line for him actually to retreat to where Twitter was and what made it so special, right? It's like maybe get rid of, uh, away from the for you a bit, keep that influence, right? It's so important to have Twitter as the influence. Maybe it won't be a global town square, but it needs to keep setting the agenda for politics, media, for tech, and then you still have the influence, right? It won't be the same financially, but I think it's and then that will be benefit to us too, right? It's like you keep those power users, and the last thing I'll add yep. to that was like. I don't know if you read Eugene Way's piece, the most recent one he did. So Eugene has written the, probably the most eloquent stuff. I know that you probably know uh, Eugene and he's written about social. But he said that like the for you, why it was so risky for Twitter was Twitter had basically spent 10 years, you know, people had chosen, as Bilal had mentioned, he chose who to follow, right? And then he chose that type of interest. And the for you just kind of blew up 10 years of like people grafting together exactly what they wanted. Yep. So I don't know if it's possible to retreat to that, but I don't know what the option is now, right? And uh, and, and the thing is, I think it aligns with him. Like he needs influence, he needs power, and uh, and that would actually be where you can maintain that base. Yeah, I mean, the way I've kind of thought about this Twitter acquisition was most 
super extremely high net worth ultra like top 10 or top 10 most richest people in the world they just buy media companies for fun or it's like it's the thing that you do to exert your influence like bezos bought washington post mark Binoff bought time like it just it happens so this was basically elon was the richest person in the world like i'll buy a social media platform and he used it to market tesla for decades and again, like I told you, when you sign up for a new account, the first person you follow is Elon Musk. So this is essentially was the equivalent of him buying a, a newspaper or a media property from back in the day, which it's kind of like um, off balance sheet or technically like off income statement marketing expenses for all his other things. Just exert his influence. The rest of the media hangs out on Twitter and probably always will. So if, if he controls the narrative on Twitter, people will be talking about Tesla SpaceX, boring company, um, whatever, whatever else he's doing. He probably has other like, Neuralink. Neuralink, yeah. So again, it's like he probably paid way too much, but there's a lot of benefit for him just owning it. And like, like remember the day when every single tweet you saw in your timeline was him re replying to people? Was that an that accident? Was a, that, was, that was an accident, guys. Come on, that was yeah. an accident. I mean, <laughs> was it? Like he can control what shows up. Like, so... I think that's part of Twitter too. It was almost like a the business case doesn't necessarily have to make sense when you're literally the richest person in the world, right? I, I which think is that's scary, a huge part of it. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, at a, and I do think though that even though Adam Mossery says, hey, we don't want this to be the global," Zuck's like, "We want a billion people," but then Mossery's like, "We actually don't want the hard news and the politics." But like the thing I do want to say though, and yeah. I, I know we're gonna have very differing opinions, or the listeners will about, about yeah. Elon and free speech about Twitter, but it's been quite clear to me that you do not want threads to be the goal of town square because they care about brand safety. They, and they're very aligned with the U S government. I mean, in positive and negative fashion, in, in the sense of like, they will censor the shit of everyone, which is whatever that's a platform. And, but they will do it because like you said, with the, when, when TikTok was do the self-serve ad product and suck has very clearly aligned, like, Facebook and Meta are an American company. TikTok is a Chinese company. And even though I think TikTok should be banned personally, uh, I, I I do think that if that becomes a town square, that's not going to be a good thing. Then you do not want that. I think yeah, you, exactly. I, 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 I believe that a lot more is being allowed on Twitter, whether or not you agree with it. I think Twitter under Elon has a lot, a lot more stuff. And uh, it's not great for monetization, apparently, but uh, I think it's extremely important to have. Yeah. I like I said, I think I I'm probably like one of the for how how like I guess bullish I am for the company, like how bullish this is for Meta as a company. I really could care less. Like I really don't use the products that much. But I'm kind of trying to be impartial and like it's definitely emotional. It's like, ah, oh, Twitter, it's dying. Like me and Trump love it. It's like our favorite thing ever. But like, ah, you know, it's been like there's a lot of ups and downs over the last year with everything going on. So no, that's uh, I, I uh, it just speaks people. This is Turner the VC on right. Just full on put the money making <laughs> hat. Like this guy went from zero to two hundred on Twitter, and even then he's just fully analytical. He's like, yeah, might lose all my entire audience, and then the feature growth has been cut off. But I'm telling you right now, that is one hell of a business over there. Yeah, one I thing, mean, that's I'll so, go for it. So, go, no, Turner, I was just going to come call back to something you mentioned way in the beginning that we I just wanted to go into a little bit deeper. Uh, this is kind of the bear case, so trying to help Trunks cope here. But Thank you, brother. The the you talked about Facebook, and I, I've thought about this too. Like Facebook have been the kings of cloning, right? Like they, you know, they the stories popped off from Snapchat. They integrate that into into Instagram. Work to treat reels from Instagram, though Instagram is uh, sorry, TikTok is still doing incredibly well. Uh, reels was like on was still growing in terms of usage, but was harder to monetize. But at least they just brought that in and directly worked. It directly worked. Uh, now you you said a lot of the things they've tried as like standalone haven't always worked. So I was trying to wrap my brain and think of what they launched that's still around because I can't really think of anything. But that was kind of the big question here. They've clearly gone out and set up Threads as its own thing on purpose. They could have obviously just integrated it into Instagram. Uh, they've kind of got the best of both worlds with you know uh, porting over your graph over there making it seamless. I also saw in the fine print, someone was sharing, if you want to delete your threads account, it also deletes your Instagram account. There was like a, a kind of funny thing there. So I think for their 
messing around with the numbers thing. I think that's actually a smart move for, for them, but kind of a bit sneaky. So I'm just curious to hear your take on, like, are there other examples I'm not thinking of that they actually launched a standalone product? Because the other ones are like, you know, WhatsApp, they acquired um, Messenger. I don't know if that counts as a standalone product nowadays because it's, it's kind of part of Facebook. So yeah, yeah is, is there they, one I'm they, thinking about? Yeah, they technically acquired this other messaging app that oh, okay. became Instagram. I don't know, like, how, if you want to really nail down the definition, I don't know if it was how much of the product that they acquired that they changed. I have no idea how big it was, but yeah. that became Messenger that they yeah. kind of forked out. I forget exactly how it happened, but it's just the messaging button just turned into the separate app you had to download. Um, yeah, and there's there's actually not really very many examples of Facebook home growing a product from scratch. Yeah. But it doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, it's already like it's it's hit escape velocity. I mean, like it's if you remember Be Real, that was probably the the closest like viral sensation that we've gotten. And I think this was faster than Be Real, right? And it's Be Real still around. Um, it's in like threads isn't gonna die. Like even if Facebook just stopped updating it, they'll still have probably like 10 million DAUs, whatever. Like it's it's gonna exist. I think like the, if you look at sort of some of the acquisitions, like when Facebook acquired Instagram, I think it had 40 million registered users was the number and the chart was kind of going like this. And then like the moment they acquired it, it like goes like this and the growth rate increases by like two or three X. Yeah. And it was just Facebook just juicing it with ba basically what you did is when you post an Instagram picture, it would automatically cross post. Like you could cross post it to yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And this was like when Facebook like cut off Twitter, they'd cut off Vine, like, they only allowed you to do that with Instagram and it, they're doing sort of the th same thing with threads where if you, cause it's, if you use Instagram a lot, you probably know tweets are like one of the most popular format of content on Instagram. And what they're doing is they're basically, Hey, make it in threads, click a button that just posts it on Instagram. So instead of having to like, you know, go into paint, whatever, Figma, crop it. Like you got to edit paint. it. It's, it's literally, it <laughs> yeah, just yeah. cross posts yeah, it's and like, it's, it's like a, all over. It goes it's like on your story. Threads. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and you it's kind of in branded too, right? Like there's the threads in the background, so it's, it really stands yeah. out, yeah. So Facebook has done this before with Messenger. I don't know if you want to say this started from scratch or if they acquired it, and they also did it with Instagram when they acquired it. And they did it with Facebook Mobile too when, you know, kind of mobile was kind of happening. Like Facebook had 100 million whatever on desktop, and then they're like, hey, you know, check out Facebook on your phone. And like that got to what it is today. Um so I think that's a little bit a part of it too, is they've they've done this a couple times before. And yeah, they've had these failures, but I can't remember the last time that they had like the entire management team and like this full core press and like it's literally all anyone's talking about. Like they've yeah. never done this with a product before. So I think they realized this timing that they had with I don't know if people if you guys have talked about Twitter's rate limiting in the past, but Twitter basically made it so you couldn't share tweets off platform. Yeah, they just no, made crazy, it really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, Facebook was like, and it came out, they were going to launch a month later and they decided, oh, we're launching now because of this issue. So again, like, I just don't think it's going to fail. Like, it's here to stay. Who knows how big yeah. it gets? It'll probably be bigger than Twitter, but like, they're not going to just abandon it. I mean, it's already like the 10th biggest internet property in the world at this point or whatever, whatever their ranking is. Like, they're not just going to let that die. So yeah, fair. Well, that's, oh, there we, let, let's just jump into predictions then. So Turner, from there, a year from now, uh, broadly what you kind of just said, uh, it'll, it'll be around. Uh, probably yeah, be yeah, I do think it will be around. I really don't have, I don't know how, because like we talked about, there's a reason Twitter isn't that big. People just don't want to just read all day. Like people want to sit back and, you know, watch comedy, watch, you know, attractive people, whatever they do on Instagram. Like it's a different Who are fights? Who are fights? Who are fights? Yeah. Like world stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. Else? Yeah, I mean, my prediction is it still exists. It makes a ton of money for Facebook. Twitter is probably bigger today than it, or in a, a year from now than it was today. Um, you know, that's, you know, my crazy prediction with Twitter is I think Elon is positioning to absorb a, a TikTok spin out if they were to have to be forced to spin it out in the Ooh, US. This I is also crazy. Think we're talking through, brother. Talking through. This sounds bullish. This sounds bullish. I, I actually don't. So I don't think this right is, there. Yeah, so I don't think this is going to happen. But I mean, if I'm, if I, like, if I'm Elon, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, what's the craziest thing? Like, he's talked about how he wants to turn Twitter into this super app with all this, like, basically turning into one of the Chinese apps. And there's all this, you know, narrative around 
you know, TikTok should be banned. It's the Chinese government has access to it the data. Be. Yeah, like that's that's <laughs> in. I just don't think it's going to happen because I just think it's too complicated, and it also doesn't make any sense to ban it. You should probably just spin it out. Um, and there's too many powerful people that are involved with TikTok and ByteDance in the U.S. Like a lot of their biggest shareholders were probably positioned to to help on that side. So if you look at the overlap of shareholders, there's a couple of people that own a lot of Twitter and also own a lot of ByteDance. Um, I mean, Elon has pretty good relations with certain parts of the government with SpaceX. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think this is a high probability, but what a move if Twitter could absorb a TikTok spin out. Let or me add another one for something. you, Rashid. Love okay. this theory throughout. Who was allowed, who was Trump going to give it to? Larry Ellison. Yeah, but exactly. when the, the initial ban in 2021, or in Walmart, it was yeah. Oracle and Walmart. Well, and who Larry Ellison yep. is one of Elon's good friends yep. and is heavily invested in in uh, Tesla. And I think in the in the text messages came by, like Elon texted him, hey, can you kick some money to Twitter? He's like, well, which two was like one or two, meaning billion, because that's what you say. Like Let me Venmo you right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes one or two. Uh, I love this theory, man. We're ending on a strong note here. Yeah, I I, it, I think it's a low probability, but that's like my crazy conspiracy. Okay. Like, you know, if you want to go, how does Twitter respond? I mean, also Twitter, so over 50% of the content on Twitter is porn. I don't know if anyone really knows that, but that's the other direction. I definitely that didn't know that, just I, for the I'm record. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I have noticed, like, I, so on my life, just randomly on the for you. I've seen some stuff pop up. Never searched for it. Sean's um, fishing. There's no incognito window for <laughs> yeah. Twitter. <That's> what... <laughs> yeah. Well, so th that's the reason most people don't know. It's because the algorithm really separates it. Like you don't really see it unless, like, you're maybe seeking like, out trunk. That's well, why. No, I, you see what you probably you're doing. see it like escaping. But anyways, yeah. like from like I I mean I've talked like talking to people inside Twitter. They're like, yeah, no one knows this, but it's a lot of the content. That's the other direction that they go, which again, it's like, is that what how Elon defends himself? I mean, you probably tilt more towards subscription. OnlyFans is doing like, I don't know, maybe it's like 10 billion or maybe it's past 10 which is billion. Twice like, as much as peak Twitter. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a it's a tricky thing that you gotta navigate. I anyways, I don't want to call it wasn't it X.com? Is that what you wanted to call it originally as well? It's called X, just buy two more X's. Uh, yeah. Let Anyways, me, uh, so yeah, my prediction, Twitter's also fine. I think they're all fine. Okay. Threads is bigger, makes a bunch of money. Twitter still exists. Yeah, that's... All right, so I'll, let me throw mine. Then we'll go to Bilal. Uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to be a little bit... Because uh, I, I can't be parroting exactly what Turner says here, so I want to say that... Uh, no, I think uh, I think Threads will be comparable in size. Uh, but I do think text space is just not that... Like, just not that appealing to a lot of people. Like, I think me and my wife are a perfect example. It's like, she just... She has the complete opposite social media taste as me, right? It's just IG and Facebook. So even Facebook, I to follow, keep up with some of our friends. Um, dude, I don't, and, and you know what? I'm not even chuffed about it. I'll be honest with you. When that first day when the launch was happening, I knew, and even turn investor was like, hey, are you throwing? I knew the opportunity. I knew the land grab that was happening. And like, I, I am a growth whore. Like, let's be honest. I am a total growth whore. Uh, but I just, I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say this one out. I already don't have any... I've never been on IG. There's 2.5 billion people there. I've never done TikTok. There's 1 billion people there. I'm on the smallest social network already. So, like, it's not like I'm really missing out. Like, I've already consigned myself to the tech-based heavy shit-posting tech, which is working or whatever I do. I'm happy with that. So, I I, I think that uh, I love uh, the, the I love the TikTok spinoff uh, theory you threw out there. But the other thing I'll just say is I, I, I think Elon does realize that the the real-time uh, hard news, the stuff that Mo Adam Mossery from Instagram says he doesn't want to do, just just lean into that, man, because you got to keep Twitter as this influential uh, machine that it is. And uh, I, I think that's going to stay the same. So anyway, that's my predictions. How much there, but Bilal, thoughts? Yeah, I feel, yeah, my summary is kind of Similar to what you said, uh, Tana, a little bit. Like, I think both are going to be around. Both are fine in that they'll exist. But I think fine is a bit subjective there because I think fine just existing isn't really enough for Twitter, especially for Elon. I think he's invested a lot of, you know, it's, there's opportunity costs of what he could be spending his time on. And right now, a lot of it is on Twitter. So um, 
I think the only thing I would differ on is I think it's super easy for Facebook to just convert all these people and the numbers are obviously incredibly high. I think this is comparable to when they turned on stories and reels. If that was its own app, you would say, oh, well, that those numbers are crazy high. Obviously, this is a little bit harder because, you know, you, there's more friction, like someone actually needs to go to the app store and install this. So that is impressive. But I still think similar, I'll draw a parallel to ChatGPT and the hype of AI right now. I think AI is still incredible and going to be here forever. But there was this inflated thing out of curiosity where people try out for a bit, say it's taken over the world, and then lots of people just never go back. And that's because the experience for it isn't there fully yet. They're using the for, wrong app. They're using they're, the wrong they're exactly. AI they need to be on barely.ai. B-E-A-R-L-Y dot AI. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And so that's, a, that's another thing that, you know, a parallel is even ChatGPT, some of the numbers there are looking slightly inflated for some people because they're saying, well, yeah, the, the signups are crazy because it's this incredible tech, but lots of people aren't, re- uh, the retention isn't as high yeah. as people might have thought. And similarly here, I think in the first, like let's say three months from now, I think the number of total users signed up is going to be huge, but I think there's going to be a huge drop off of like retained users compared to like if this was a, a completely brand new thing. Uh, but yeah. like you said, it still doesn't matter. There's, if if like 60% of people drop off, there's still hundreds of millions of people probably. It's already bigger than Reddit. Yeah, it's, it's already, already bigger than yeah. those. They can flip on the switch. Monetization will be great for them and for advertisers. Um, and then the last thing I'd say is kind of just, yeah, I wouldn't bet against Zuck. Like, you know, you talked a little bit about um, the PR stuff. I think the person who ever got him into cage fighting and uh, is putting those videos up needs a huge promotion if it wasn't <laughs> just himself. Because I think that rebrand has been absolutely insane because just like for ages, we thought of him as this like geeky guy. He's a bit of a robot. And now we're seeing like, oh, he's, he's ready to fight Elon Musk in a cage. Like even if it's a joke or whatever. And you've seen him legit doing jiu-jitsu. Dude, he visited every state a couple of years ago. Like That's the biggest incredible. PR thing ever. Yeah. No one gave a shit. No one cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That You're right. Yeah. Get the hand of like every like yeah. middle income worker, like shaking yeah. the diner's hand. It looked like yeah. he was running for president. No one cared. They thought he was a complete schlop. And he goes on Lex Freeman twice. And then yeah. does this thing with, you know, exactly. with uh, a couple of... Uh, uh, MMA, uh, anyways, man. Uh, no, but I, I do think genuinely, like even maybe it's just me, but like as soon as I saw him doing that, I'm like, okay, I, I want to buy some more Facebook Meta stock <laughs> right now because this guy is not messing around. And so, yeah, the, the final thing is just obviously Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, they're both incredible 10 out of 10 entrepreneurs. It's not like one's winning, one's losing. They're both yeah. two of the best entrepreneurs of all time. Though when it comes to consumer social, no one comes close to Zuck. So I think if you are actually asking me to pick between the two, I'd bet on him all day. In the same way, I wouldn't bet on Zuck knowing how to create like SpaceX the way well, uh, he, Elon Well, he's did. trying hardware and we're seeing what's happening, right? It's yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, which is not di- di- directly identical, but I, let me actually, yeah. so Blount, thank you for t- having that off. And I, I, I thought we could actually end with this because people can get some alpha from Turner here. Not in, <laughs> yeah. not, not public market alpha, but uh, uh, just jumping off of Blount's point. Turner, could you tell us as an investor what you're seeing in the AI space specifically? What do, what do you think about it? I love your thoughts. I don't even know your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, out of all the, the tech-driven hype cycles that we've seen, it's probably the the, the realist um, or the most business value that will be created um, on one side. Like I think about Facebook and I'm like, oh, generative AI, cool. Probably going to help them increase revenue. Um, a company like, Microsoft is probably pretty well positioned to like on the, the cloud side, like on the infrastructure side, going to make a lot of money. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised if between just Meta and Microsoft and maybe you put in Amazon in there with cloud, I'm not sure, or like companies like Salesforce or some of these very big scale businesses, probably a couple trillion dollars in market cap that will be added over the next decade, like similar to cloud, right? Like, I mean, or mobile, like Facebook would be nothing without mobile, would be nothing without being able to use the cloud. There's probably going to be trillions of dollars of market cap that's added just related to things that AI enables. Um, and then on the startup side, I mean, I just generally look for startups that are not competing with those big incumbents, right? Like if I were to come out and say, I'm going to make it easier for a digital marketer like Bilal to create assets with generative AI, 
and that's my software product. You can kind of already do that in Facebook in, in a way. I'm generalizing this a little bit, but it's tricky to kind of break out as a standalone product. There, I'm sure someone will figure it out, but a lot of that value is just going to go to the big platform. So I think in cases, it's almost like knowledge-based um, work that will kind of be able to be shift from like physical labor or like mental labor, or whatever, into you know, digital product like using AI. So like in education, can you automate tutoring? Like, is there ways to help teach kids better using like implementing AI than actual teachers? Like that scales way better. Um, in a healthcare setting, instead of like literally having to have a doctor respond to you, can AI just tell, tell you the answer? Like that's, that's probably going to be a thing. Um, so yeah, it's almost like places where, um, you know, human knowledge is, has to be accessed and it doesn't scale like is like as a service or as labor. That's probably where the big opportunities are in AI. Um, and then like software where you know, I, I kind of use, I don't know how good of an example this is, but you know, just like different types of industries that haven't really been able to use a lot of software yet, like in factory automation or something like it's just, it's not good enough yet, but like, let's say you incorporate AI and like uh, computer vision and like suddenly you can actually replace humans like on the lines, like making the parts and assembling things like does AI finally enable like robotics and, you know, like software and automation in a factory and industrial setting? Um, I'm kind of expecting that to happen. Again, I don't really know the timing. I don't know the extent. I don't know when and where, like what are the right companies? But I just kind of think about like, what are the ways that we haven't really been able to fully take advantage of like computers and the internet yet? Like AI will probably push some sectors over the edge. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking for. And again, it's I think there's going to be a ton of value in the public markets and just because the size is smaller and the private like startup side, there'll be like hundreds of billions, maybe a trillion, I, I don't know, but there will be a lot of value also. Like it's basically any digital product is probably going to benefit from AI in some capacity. Um, it will probably just be triangulating like the, what is the right, uh, as an investor, what's the right time to like enter? Like when is your, your entry valuation? Right, like, is is it good to buy Nvidia now, or should you wait three years because the stock goes down and drifts, and then three years the stock's going up again? I don't know the timing, but um, for a lot of these companies, I think there's definitely a lot of value because it just replaces human labor and the human mind, really, at the end of the day. So, and it just scales better. So, yeah, I think what Amazing. you're trying to say, we can end on this. Thank you, Turner. Is if you are doing AI powered farming analytics app for bananas, you know who you're going to. Yeah. If yeah, come, that's the perfect niche there. If you're improving banana yields with AI, you know who to come to for that investment. I was going to say DM me on Threads, but Threads doesn't even have DMs have yet. DMs. So I guess <laughs> DM me on Twitter. <laughs> that's, the, that's the summary right there. All right, thanks, Ted. Anything else, boys, before we wrap it no, up? No, that was beautiful, no, man. Thanks Thank for having you so much. Appreciate that you coming amazing. on, mate. That was great. Yeah. And we'll link to, for people who are still here, we'll link to the post um, in the show notes. And if you're if you're too lazy to go there, just go to the split, which is the split, but dot it. So the it at the end is genius. Is yep. a split Italian domain, I'm sure. So yep. love that domain, killing it. Um, anyway, thanks again for being here, everyone, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers, bye. Amazing, thanks, guys.